there, campers. While we're gathering around the campfire, we just want to let you know we are not what you would call experts. What we do have is a love for researching and discussing the lore of cryptids, creatures, and an occasional spooky woman that can eat our soul. So if you are in need of immediate help with the chupacabra in your yard, please consult someone else. Also, this podcast isn't for kids. These campfire stories can contain graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for young campers. Solicitor discretion is advised. My name is Kimmy, and I'm here with my co-host, Ryan. What's up, gamers? Welcome back to our <laughs> podcast, Loring, where we tell you the history and legends of different folklore from all around the world in between our conversations about Baldur's Gate. Uh, naturally. Well, like, that's just the perfect, oh-so-perfect transition <laughs> to get to what you found oh-so-alluring this week. Oh, you know... The only thing I've done besides um, wallow in self-pity this week <laughs> is um, is play Baldur's Gate, believe it or not, folks. Um, so same exact thing as last week. Um, I beat Baldur's Gate, finally. I did, I, I like did everything. Give Thank yourself you. a clap. Thank you. Clap it All up right. on the soundboard. I already restarted, so like, <laughs> nothing's changed. Um, second playthrough, playing some Dark Urge. Um, Damn. yeah, you know, me and Shadowheart going a little, a little steady ah. in my new campaigns, so <laughs> he's, oh, no. he's only playing it again to get some <laughs> Shadowheart cheek meat, <laughs> folks. <laughs> <laughs> Should this be? Uh, I, I love the fact that you You're were like, wrong. this is the campaign. This yep. will be the one. <laughs> I dedicated my heart and soul to one thing, and it was what will make Shadowheart happy this campaign. And it's going well. Man. It's going very well. Yeah. Everybody else hates me. Really? Shadowheart? Well, yeah, because every time there's like a disagreement, I'm like, I'm going to side with Shadowheart. Oh, okay. I feel and then other people are dead, so, you know, that's, that doesn't help. I feel like that's the <laughs> biggest difference is because when I would play, it, it had the opinions of things to do. I was like, well, obviously Shadowheart's the only reasonable per- person. And yeah. it wasn't just because I wanted some of that. You know, it was just like, that was what I would have decided anyway. So I was always on her good grace. And for some reason, Gail always likes the decisions I pick right now as well. I'm just going to come out and say it. Gail, (laughs) little, little, mm, I I don't know the words I can use on YouTube. Um, If you're team Gail, like, just don't, don't talk to me anymore. I'm a little team Gail. Here's, here's the thing. Look, look. Look, look, look. Who who amongst us hasn't tried to sleep with a hot demon lady in our lives? Fair. He, he got mad about he, that? 
he who he who he who has not tried to sleep with hot demon lady may cast the first stone, and apparently it's Gale because he's a little bitch. That's quite ironic with his backstory. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's so. like you can be. It's like I can be with a powerful woman, but not that type of power. It's like pick one. Yeah. If I wish to get pegged or something, let me. Yeah. That's my choice. And that's pretty much what happens <laughs> with the demon lady. So like you know. Maybe calm down a little, Gail. Like, you know, maybe he maybe he needs to get with Hot Demon Lady. <laughs> maybe, That's all I'm saying. Maybe it's just, uh, what what's it called when someone is, like, in the closet about an aspect of them, you know? Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. he's just, like, projecting, like, all this anger about it because he's really so. envious. Yeah. And here's the thing. I've slept with so many people in that campaign. <laughs> and for some reason, Gail thought we were exclusive. <laughs> Because I slept with Demon Lady, and he's like, I thought we had something special. Like, Shut up, Gale. I'm just, my so heart. He's dead in my new camp. Ryan's <laughs> just like, I'm a killer. Uh, he's, he's just dead. I was going to murder him, so I don't have yeah. to deal with the repercussions of commitment. Dark Urge, baby, let's go. <laughs> I, Ryan, the day they add a pirate patch, I need you to oh. know it will be over for me. I mean, I need to introduce you to modding because there is so much you can do. If listen, if I can turn the whole party into some, what's it called, scallywags, swashbucklers? Yeah, I'm gonna be a whore. I can almost guarantee you there's a pirate mod. I am currently using a goth mod where all of my characters are wearing like sweet all black goth outfits. Excuse me. I'll send you a screenshot. It's called basket full of basket full of clothes and i'm pretty sure there's probably pirate stuff in there too ryan um ryan and and you just like it's a basket that's just full of every piece of clothes in the entire game um it's really good i'm using a hair mod a face mod i modded the hell out of my game oh my god it's super easy i'll, I'll show you how to do please it. okay we're gonna, uh, gonna show you in like 10 minutes after that'll this be episode. my alluring thing next week is can yeah. we learn how to pirate mod <laughs> And she's played a very different game than she was yeah. 10 minutes ago. If I can get that tentacle um, monster as Davy Jones, it's over for me, Chief. That's all. <laughs> you pro- that Honestly, that'd be a pretty fucking good. good mod. I'm, yeah. just saying, I'm just saying, yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirate's <laughs> yo-ho, life for me. Yeah. Her character is a hoe, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> she will be. She will be. <laughs> she, she won't be. She won't be. Won't be yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... Speaking of hoes, uh, how's your party go this weekend? <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, this is last week until next year uh, where I talk about my Potter party and it was immaculate. Um, everything ran so smoothly. Uh, it, everyone was so... I, I just have Edgar and I, we both have like the most genuine humans in our lives right now. And everyone at at one point came up to me sober or drunk and told me how amazing I am and how amazing the party was and how included they felt. And it just brought so much joy to my heart after a very stressful week. (laughs) Mm. So it was just, it was amazing. I think the best part, um, I had bonus points. If there wasn't bonus points, Hufflepuff would have won. I just want to say, but the best part is we were doing, I called it like Felix flip cup where you'd flip the cup 
with the four houses to do tic-tac-toe mm-hmm. and you could like stack your oh. cup over the other person's it's fun and we had like four rounds and we were on the last round and everyone's like kimmy you gotta come play if we win this round hufflepuff wins and i was like okay let me take a shot so i took a shot i went down and i was just doing so bad and then all of a sudden (laughs) i got like three in a row and i was like that's how you do it and i left (laughs) four drinks and i was like people were talking shit about hufflepuff right before the game so i was like who's talking shit about hufflepuff and i flipped it and i was like that's right and then i high-fived my team and i left (laughs) to go four (laughs) drinks so it was great that was how the night was just super wonderful with wonderful people and that was it um kimmy went so hard that we're recording this episode uh four days late (laughs) Ryan knows me so well because I told Ryan, I was like, yeah, let's record Sunday. And then he like did the I face do. where he's like, yeah, okay, okay. He's like, okay. I made a plan Sunday night because I was like, we're not, we're not, we're not recording Sunday. There's zero chance that we record on Sunday. It was like seven in the morning and I messaged Ryan. I was like, hey, I haven't gone yeah. to bed yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was waking up and Kimmy was going to bed. <laughs> oh, man, we'll, we'll do it. We'll have to do the pirate party soon. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Then, then we won't see Kimmy for three weeks. <laughs> that one's so fun, though. It's so great. Everything's so great. <laughs> anyway, um, that's that's my alluring thing. I'm trying to think of how you can transition with that. Um. Fun fact, our neighbor's kids were screeching at one point because we were being loud. Oh, my God. Screeching. Speaking of screeching, let's get into this week's episode. I'll cue those campfire sounds. Cue campfire sounds. Not the wolf. All right. The aged desolation. She sits by old Shannon's flowing. A mother of many children. Of children exiled and dead. In her home with bent head homeless, clasping her knees, she sits. Knee. Knee. What are, what are we talking about this week? Ooh. So, when wandering near the highland streams, listen carefully, and if you're unlucky, you may just hear the cries of a woman. But be warned that her wailing may actually be a warning of death or tragedy that will be happening soon. She will not harm you, but her cries are enough to send a cold chill down your spine. So for all of our lovely audio listeners, if you wish to see this week's illustration, you can head over to our Instagram, our website, alluring.com, or you can come to YouTube and look at it over here. Am I pointing the right way? Yes. Yes. And I am quite proud because this one took me forever to figure out. Uh, This this, this one is hot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to, based off of this bottle illustration, I'm going to go with (laughs) Lawful Good. Yeah. Yeah. Just guessing now. You don't know me. (laughs) And I'm tired that, I'm tired of you thinking you know me so well. (laughs) Sorry. Because you don't. You know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and then we will address the alignment chart, even if you were correct <laughs> at the end of the episode. But until then, <laughs> sometime it is 
a quick note it is quite when entertaining a man, that... when a woman and a painting love each other very much sometimes they see past each other's flaws ryan um. ryan gives me such a hard time but me and him have such similar taste in women it's quite fascinating same so he he roasts me constantly here's the difference between me me and you kimmy you you don't see the red flags fair i see the red flags and i say yeah (laughs) it's all rose colored to me (laughs) yeah (laughs) king's like that looks awfully green to me i'm like that looks red but you know let's do it when you look through anything through a bottle of rosé, it's all kind of pink, you know? It's <laughs> None of the flags are really red. It's just yeah. quite charming at that point. Well, uh, speaking of charming, this week we'll be talking about the Wailing Banshees. <laughs> so, oh, there we go. I, I need to take that sound from you. So these spirits have played a haunting role in Irish fairy tales and local lore in the area since the 13th century. To this day, the legends of this ghoulish entity are common amongst locals in the Highlands and have found their way as inspiration as a horror icon in many different TV shows, movies, games, and more. And this I had is no idea Bansies were Irish before um, this week. I like, I, I need to call my grandpa about my genealogy because <laughs> yeah. I have like Irish in me, but I can't remember which one <laughs> so it's, it's the red it's the red but maybe that's why i got so much <laughs> ginger in me when i was little yeah. <laughs> surprise this isn't the natural red hair color i have mm. i'm very blonde um so what are the origins of banshees written accounts of banshees can be traced back as far as 1380s in some Norman literature from the time, but it's believed the oral tales of these witch-like creatures have been a major part of Scottish and Welsh mythology long before that. The belief was that banshees were a mysterious spirit in Irish folklore and would be an omen for death. These legends put locals on edge and gave the Emerald Isles a sense of eerie mystery for centuries. But, like I just mentioned, a wailing witch spirit isn't uncommon around the, them parts. And there are a few different spirits that have the ability to warn others of death to come that are not just part of Irish folklore. So there's a ton of them around the world. I'm kind of going to just talk about two other ones that commonly get confused with banshees in the near area. But just know wailing and mourning the death and being a ghostly woman is not an uncommon trope in folklore around the world. It's a very, very popular one, and I'd like to explore that more in the future. So, this is going to be the only word I say wrong because I could not find out how to pronounce it. Pretty sure. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna beat you to it. Pretty sure it's just benai. Benai. Okay. Yeah. See, I can work with that. So the first is most commonly mistaken as the banshee, and this is known as the washerwoman, a.k.a. the benai. So the benai appears as an ugly, snaggle-toothed and hooked nose and weathered-faced woman that appears to have died too soon. Um, Legends do say she tragically passes away during childbirth. Some say she just croaks. So, teach their own. 
She is seen wearing green clothes, and she is typically found by a rivered or ford singing and wailing a laminate as she washes bloodstained clothing in a stream or creek. Now, the clothes would belong to the person about to die, or she would be wearing the clothes of the person who just passed. So, a little eerie, and for her appearance, the Benai has, oh, she has large breasts, which get in the way of her work. <laughs> so, the best part is she throws them over her shoulders, and they will hang down her back as she washes the clothes. <laughs> Um, no comment. <laughs> oh, you're going to this next part. Legend says, and we'll talk about who we thought wrote this this part of the legend. Some legends say if a man can a man can sneak up behind her and take a breast in his mouth, that the benai <laughs> will have to tell him whose clothes it was. <laughs> so, who do you think? We'll have to tell him what? <laughs> we'll tell him whose clothes it is. So, um, cause if he knows whose clothes like, it is, whose clothes he's washing. Yeah. Cause if he knows whose clothes he's washing, cause it's going to be someone related to them, like a friend or family member, he can stop her from washing the, the clothes to p- postpone the death for a while. Oh, right. You just gotta, you just gotta, you just gotta get, get that titty first. Right? <laughs> so, you can probably mm. guess who wrote that version <laughs> You? Not me. <laughs> I'm a little bit not. I'm not not you. I, I'm I'm an I'm an all titty girl. Like I I respect all. I always tend to go for smaller ones. Ironically, but it's mm, it's a okay, balance okay. thing. <laughs> I'm never, um, I've never gone for a jug that a woman can flip over her shoulders, <laughs> which is quite impressive. Honestly, yeah. Like, more power to you. <laughs> that's um, that's a party trick if you can throw your tits <laughs> over. Your can't throw it over your shoulder. Um, um, I'm gonna go with just some real horny guy yeah, from not, not so. 17th, 18th century, 13th century. Checks um, out. Doesn't have to see yeah. your face. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are more modern legends that just say all you have to do is sneak up on her, and then okay, she'll tell you whose clothes she's watching. More sense. Like that was the original story, and yeah. then some guys like, "Trust me, bro. No, no, no. You gotta, you gotta suckle a little bit." He's like, "Take some forbidden horchata. Ask the question. <laughs> you're, you're all set." <laughs> so, um, He's like, I I love this legend so much. Um, so she does seem harmless enough, and sneaking up on her may seem easy. But this type of banshee is known to be extremely violent if approached and will wail her funeral song while murdering any foolish human that disturbs her. So, um, and if people hear her wail, they can die of fright. Honestly, I just think, like, you just gotta sneak up on her. And I think the titty thing just, like, confuses her. Like, she's like, what the (laughs) hell are you doing? I can't even be mad, you can't. know, saving those things for later. But. You can't you can't be mad when you don't even understand what to be. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Time to wash some dishes. <laughs> I love some clothes. I love it so much. That should have been your bottle drawing, that's all I'm saying. You really missed out on one opportunity. Miss, missed opportunity. 
<laughs> Maybe the just next you one. sneaking up on. <laughs> <laughs> just can someone listening? Can they draw <laughs> one of us <laughs> creeping up on the washer lady? <laughs> just like staring at her. <laughs> Please, Ooh. I would love that. Um, that would go on the website for sure. So the next is the Welsh Grachi e Reben or Hag of the Mist. I know I said That's that wrong. That's easier to say. Yeah. <laughs> so it is said that they approach the window of the person about to die and call their name. They're usually invisible and is a harpy-like creature with leathery wings and can sometimes be seen in the mist at crossroads or streams. So she's a little bit more out there, but yeah. the whole eerie calling you to death and wailing yeah. kind of checks out. Um, though very similar, the banshee is in a class of her own. She does not wash the bloody clothes by the river or creep in the windows of people to whisper about death. She is a supernatural being from Gaelic, Celtic folklore, and takes the form of shrieking or sometimes singing. Uh, warning, part- oh, sorry, I, I didn't do a final read of these notes, so some parts may be a little choppy today. Um... She does warn families of death or tragedy to come. And though the legends of Bashis aren't as poppin' as they once were, they're still commonly seen in pop culture to this very day and are used as great, morally great characters in film, literature, movies, games, and more. Ooh, hiccup. Now, on to the word meaning. Because it was hard. I didn't want to get too much into the history because episode lengths but there's a lot to banshees so yeah if you guys have a sunday and it's rainy and you want to read up about it we have a bunch of links on our blog of where i found a bunch of this stuff so go check it out so the word banshee comes from the ancient celtic language ban which translates to woman and she which translates to fairy or spirit now how their name literal translation yeah so this it's yeah. it's so straightforward, which is really great. So I'll be around the bush on that one. I know it's it's rare that I can actually pronounce words too. So this is yeah, this is quite exciting for me. <laughs> <laughs> so how their name came to be does have some interesting oral ori- like original. I'm saying that weird. Cool origins to the name. <laughs> cool that that checks out. Again, I was. It's been a long week, folks. So the name Banshee has a strong connection to various mounds of earth dotted around the Irish countryside known as tumulis. So these in Old Irish were called shees. Uh, these earth mounds traditionally used to cover the number of graves and were said to be homes to the spirits of the dead. So where is this all going? So these shees were associated with fairy folk. Legend spoke of how the mystical Tahuta de Dan An, a group of magical beings, had to retreat underground when a group of immigrants appeared in Ireland around 1000 BCE. The Shi were among the remaining gateways to the Hidden Kingdom, which resulted in them becoming the people of the mounds, aka the Ashi, and the female spirits took on the name of the woman of the mounds, a.k.a. the Banshee. They were given the role to sit upon mm. the mounds and cry for the misfortunes happening and the deaths for the funerals no one attended. Ooh. Huh. There we go. So I thought that was interesting because I feel 
there hasn't been a lot with the name section lately, and that just really was like, here's a little story yeah. of how that came to be. And that's that's all I got for history, origins, and a little bit about the name. So I'm going to hand it over to Ryan to tell us some encounters with the Banshee. Because every fairy tale was like 20 pages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we're doing sightings this week. So this is actually from the memoir of Lady Fanchois, I believe I say. So... This first sighting is one of the earliest first-hand encounters of a banshee and is told through the point of view of Lady Anne Franchois. Hello, Pablo. There were, there were stayed three nights, the first of which I was surprised by being laid in a chamber, when about one o'clock I heard a voice that wakened me. I drew the curtain, and in the casement of the window I saw by the light of the moon a woman leaning into the window. Through the casement in white with red hair and pale and ghastly complexion, she spoke loud and in a tone that I had never heard. Thrice a horse, and then with a sight more like the wind than breath, she vanished. And to me, her body looked more like a thick cloud than substance. I was so much frightened that my hair stood on end and my night clothes fell off. Because that's what happens when you get... You, you've seen the cartoons where they go, nice. whoa! And they like <laughs> run so fast that their clothes come off. That's kind of what happened. That's what I pictured too, but I was like, no way. No one else is going to think of that. <laughs> I pulled and pinched father who never woke during this disorder I was in. But at last was much surprised to see me in this fright, and more so when I relate when I related the story and showed him the open window. Neither of us slept any more. Oh, did I press okay? Neither of us slept any more that night, but he entertained me with telling me how much more these apparitions were usual in this a country than England. And we concluded the cause to be the great superstition of the Irish and the want of that knowing faith, which should defend them from the power of the devil, which he exercises among them very much. So, you know, it's the Irish's fault is what it sounds like. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You know whose problem, who's really caused this problem? The Irish. (laughs) The Irish, Classic England. Um, About about five o'clock, the lady of the house came to see us, saying she had not been in bed all night because a cousin O'Brien of hers whose ancestors had owned the house had decided to stay with him in his chamber and that he died at two o'clock and she said I wished to not have to, to had no disturbance for this tis the custom of the place that then any of the family are dying the shape of a woman appears in the window every night till they be dead so the woman many ages ago got with child by the owner of this place who murdered her in his garden and flung her into the river under the window. But truly I thought not of it when I lodged you there, it being the best room in the house. We made little reply to her speech, but disposed ourselves to be gone suddenly. Uh, okay. <laughs> the fact that she was like... Yeah, this happened, and that ghost will appear till people die, but I don't really think it would be a big deal yeah. for you guys. Oh. Like, totally Who would have suspected that cousin, uh, cousin Ed, or whatever his name was, or cousin O'Brien was going to die that night, you know? Could have. <sighs> 
this freak accident, you know? That's like when a landlord's trying to, like, sell out, like, a creepy place for rent. And it's like, it's not that haunted. Like, I knew there was ghosts. I knew there was demons. But I didn't think it would affect you. (laughs) It's only the murder house for American (laughs) Horror Story. That was to be popular. There's only a lot of crime that happens here. Nothing bad would happen, I don't think. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) That gives me so much anxiety. I have to like sage my place and like bless it before people sleep over because I don't want them to like get anything. <laughs> yeah. And this person's like, sleep in the murder room. It has really such a lovely fine. view of the court. <laughs> Man. Okay. So this next story is called The Banshee and two men which sounds a lot like a book i read online one time oh no that's just the picture oh (laughs) well that is very disappointing the story is actually called king james of scotland and the banshee far less exciting i'm sorry for all the gorlies that i disappointed um we just lost this is not this is not fan fiction i'm so sorry we just lost um, the tiktok book girlies yeah, fuck <laughs> ryan we need them we need them to submit fanfic no, please please i need a fanfic called banshee and the two men listen i don't ask for a lot i do ask for a lot but one of the things <laughs> more fan i request is more banshee fan fiction if no. you i I would love to be compelled by a banshee in a fan fiction, and I give you rights. Yeah. So do with that what you will. <laughs> I also like pirates. Have fun. You can you get creative. I believe in you guys. <laughs> banshee pirate. Um, so this is unfortunately King James of Scotland and his banshee encounter in 1948. Um, one, oh, sorry. Published in 1948. One of the most popular and timeless sightings of a banshee occurred actually in February 21st. And believe it or not, 1437, in Ireland, naturally, an, Ir- an Irish had approached King James I of Scotland. He had predicted the monarch's assassination by the Duke of Athol, or the Earl of Athol, we're not really quite sure. The king, however, dismissed it, saying it was impossible and ignored the warning. Um, sadly, though, this was no ordinary seer, but rumor says it was the an Irish banshee trying to warn the king and prevent his death. Not long after this interaction, the king had found himself trapped inside a sewer tunnel. He lay at the bottom of the tunnel, fatally injured with death approaching him. The king died, but no one recalled the banshee crying out for him in the end. So how did the king end up in the sewer tunnel? I think is question number one. Um, the the, the, I mean, the banshee in disguise pointed yeah. to the tunnel. It was like, you're going to die in there. And the king's like, nah. And he was like, nah, no. and pushed him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, tunnel. no, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> hey, it was a history's told in the eyes of the survivor or victors. <laughs> yeah, something like that. So- um, and if you thought you were safe because you're not a ancient Irish king, um, this sighting took place in 2014. So good luck. What yeah. seemed like an ordinary night quickly developed into a horrific accident. A witness, can I find the name, was in the safety of a building when he saw what he believed to be a woman standing out in the open during the middle of the night. Being a creep, he catcalled her, 
and that's when her reaction took an unsuspected turn. The woman was actually a banshee, and upon being catcalled, immediately threw her head back and screamed loud enough to cause irritation to the ears of the witness. Her sounds seemed to come closer and closer, and screams became more shrill. The loud screaming led to some police officers arriving on scene only a few minutes after the incident. When they arrived, there was no one outside, and the male was inside the building panicking. After calming him down and listening to the story, the police officer actually suggested the possibility of a banshee sighting and how the creature was a warning. At first, the main witness brushed it off as just something strange, but he later discovered there was a death in his family that same night. (laughs) So maybe don't catcall people because they might be a banshee. That's a wonderful moral. That is going to be my takeaway at the end of the episode is don't catcall (laughs) Yeah, don't catcall in general, but <laughs> definitely don't catcall banshees. Yes, uh, definitely don't catcall banshees. <laughs> okay, this go well for you. That, that has a little good, that's a good moral to the story. The death is tragic, but you know what? It's, yeah. what is it, cause and effect right there? <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you know who doesn't mind being catcalled? Oh, who? Um, Our sponsors. Oh, um, so don't touch that dial, um, as they used to say in the early 2000s. Um, and we'll be back momentarily. Woo! Hey there, campers. Ryan here. Did you know that Kimmy let me talk her into doing another podcast? That's right. Introducing the Creepy Camper Podcast, our once-a-month pod, where Kimmy and I watch a scary movie, her a little more reluctantly than me, and break down the deeper meaning behind it. So come check out the newest Alluring Network show, The Creepy Camper Podcast at Alluring.com or wherever you find your podcasts, and let's get creepy. We're back. Oh, we're back. Oh, I know. It's every day I see you fight that inner battle, and I'm proud of you when you conquer it. Uh, There's two wolves inside of me, and they both want to howl. Oh, have I sent you the. Oh, no, you keep going. I feel like you no, need this. I'm good. <laughs> Are you sure? You, you, need, you need a minute? Okay, I'm good. Okay. If we break it up, then it's not quite copyright, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, okay. Welcome back, campers. We hope you enjoyed that little break. Uh, we are going to talk-, sure <laughs> talk about the history and the appearance of the Banshee. All right. Appearance-wise. She is known to take on multiple. Hot ones. as fuck. Yes. <laughs> Done. Next section. Done. Easy. Okay. Uh, no. But actually, not really. Not really. So. <laughs> <laughs> I am here to personally. Wait, I Sorry, our ad break was as planned out as everything else has been this last week. <laughs> <laughs> YouTube's great, you guys. Just check it out. Just once, once in a while, shake things up. Um, I thought you pulled up a hide behind for a second too. I was like, "How did you <gasps> find one?" See <laughs> my hide behind. I was more impressed than anything. It's just Pablo, but we love Pablo. All right, the first one is the most common appearance 
she is seen in is the form of a scary older woman. So with stingy gray hair, rotten teeth, and glowing red eyes, at times there will even be a comb in her hair, which is part of the Irish superstition that finding a comb on the ground is considered bad luck. So overall, the ragged appearance of the Banshee in this forum makes her a frightening, ugly hag. She has also been described to have a skeletal head or white flowing hair. She can appear to be floating or flying in the air. And again, we got more of a ghoulish appearance. And this one is definitely more common in uh, modern day sightings as well. Now, the next appearance, the babe appearance, the haughty tamale. She takes is the form of a breathtaking young woman with long flowing hair and very pale skin. Her hair can be a beautiful red or more modern tails describe. So beautiful red, more modern tails and white in the more traditional ones. Her skin is pale and she can be seen dressed in a gray cloak over a dress that will either be green, red or white in color. She is also known to accessorize, like her other form, and carries around a silver comb to brush her long hair. So pretty much if you're not sure if a woman is a banshee, just look for, like, a silver comb on her person. And What's that um, on the shelf behind you? Is that, is that a silver... Oh. A silver comb? We're, we're, we're not talking about that now because... Oh. You guys will never truly yeah. know what I am. And that's you blurred your background. That's the whole point of the show. <laughs> is Kimmy a vampire? Is she a banshee? We don't know yet. <laughs> and then the final form, which is one of my favorites, is she can shape shift into a few animals. We got a crow, a hare, a weasel, and my favorite, which is a stoat. Look at this majestic thing. It is like Take a weasel and make it more adorable. <laughs> they are very cute. I've never heard of a stoke before. <laughs> they are so cute. I don't know if they're like violent or anything, but probably. Look, it has stolen my heart. <laughs> you look like it had sto- more stowed your heart. Stowed your it heart. Stowed my heart. <laughs> stowed it away. You kick stout in your heart. Oh, it's so stinky. <laughs> I want like four of them. I feel like they'd be a lot like ferrets when you hold them, where they're just like noodles. little noodles. Yeah. Oh, I love them so much. Um, because of this ability to shapeshift, it has been considered to be a form of the Celtic goddess of the Mor- Morrigan. But again, I just think it's another form she can take because I think that's quite adorable. Um, it's also important to note that these forms tend to be more ghostly and paranormal. So from young woman to old lady to this adorable stoat, it can, it'll just be a little wispy at times. You know what I mean? Like you just catch it in the right light. It's a little, it's like the transparency got down to 90% kind of thing. Um, so regardless of the form she takes, she is most commonly known for how she communicates with the living. So banshees do not speak, but wail and cry. These cries are called keoni or ni? I said it earlier. 
Keening, I believe. Keening. Oh my goodness. Sorry. I was working my way yeah. through a burp too, folks. I apologize. Which if you're paying attention to my poem in the beginning, dear listener, that's what I said. <laughs> Definitely not kneeing. You got to say it again because that's the last thing you said. That's what stuck in my brain. <laughs> Knee? <laughs> Knee? I I, I, I I believe it's king, but I definitely said kneeing in the moment of the king. Oh, okay. I'm king. so confused, guys. <laughs> I'm so confused. Never let them know your next move. Never, never let them. Never let me know your next move because I won't remember. Uh, king. <laughs> so that depends on the location or the and where they're from depends on the sound. Um, I can't remember this video link that I posted. It may be yeah. Well, great news. Um, it doesn't work. Oh, so. <laughs> well, that just makes everything yeah. easier. Um, I thought I had a clip. Uh, you I believe guys... it was the it was the sound of a banshee screech, but it's been since removed from YouTube for uh, being too spooky. Really? Boo! I, I don't know. It's just not on YouTube anymore. Oh, I was like, that was an option. They it was a... so scary. <laughs> I was like, they let a lot of things pass, and that's where they drew the line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, YouTube. Anyway, so use your imagination for the sound. Um, ah, that's exactly what every banshee in the world sounds like, especially when you suck. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> ah. ah? <laughs> the, the washing woman. It's we're we're bringing it back. We're circling back. Ah. <laughs> I hate that I made that joke. Okay. Um, <laughs> southwest of Ireland, her wailing has been compared to a low, pleasing singing sound. And in the north, her sound has been compared to two boards being struck together. <laughs> those, those northern Irish uh, <laughs> banshees aren't quite as... Uh... Lot, Not quite as majestic. It's a lot of throat work. Is like <laughs> from the throat, you know. <laughs> with nice. The most, nice. Uh, with the most popular one. Banshee's got hell of throat work. <laughs> every day, every day, I'm tested a different way. Stray further from God's line, and every day. Know. You said it though, not me. I just repeated it. I need to put that on the shirt. Throw that out there. Every day he's testing me in different ways. Oh my goodness. So Rope Goat 2023 to <laughs> Damn it, right? All right, anyway. Moving on. I just want to get through these notes so bad. <laughs> the most popular ones. What are we even talking about? We're talking about how she talks. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah, the, the Northern Irish ones are more, oh, yes. uh, more so, general. Yes, that, that's where we were. So um, they say to have come, so the most popular sounds come from the Rafflin Islands, and it is a thin screeching sound that is between wheels of a woman and a barn owl screech. So oh. the sound Ryan was making earlier, I feel, is, ah. yeah, <laughs> that's the one. It's also been reported that her old hag form, she cry, her cries are the most horrific, and just hearing it can leave a person paralyzed with fear or on the brink of death. But why? Why is she constantly crying? Well, it's not because your girl's got a water sign moon placement. 
It's actually because her cries are used to warn people of death to come. So when the moon hangs in the sky, banshees will roam near the highland streams under the moonlight. Typically, they actually avoid humans by disappearing quickly in a puff of smoke. But if they know the death is going to come for that person or someone they love, they will snart keen for the soul of the one who will soon be gone. There have even been alleged incidents where the banshee cried for a person who was in perfect health, but found they were found dead within a week as a result of a freak accident. So, gotta listen to those cries. And so does that mean the banshee's cry has the ability to kill someone? Well, no. Banshees have been known to act as an omen for other tragedies or misfortunes and do this by keen about what is to come. So... Being a messenger of death, y'all can probably see where I'll be placing this misunderstood creature on the warring alignment chart already. Or if you're Ryan, you guessed it within the first five minutes okay. of the episode. But have you? What have you seen the movie um, Midsummer? No, because for reasons I don't think I could handle it because my gore oh, okay. thing. But I did well, read the entire good... script. There's a very good example of keening in that movie. Oh, that's um, right. So, but never mind if you have not seen it. Um, no, I read the script. The part where they're all like in a circle, just like screaming and like sobbing. Yeah. And kind of like. And they're like, like holding her like they're feeling her emotions. Yeah, that's kind of kind of a good example for my visual learners. Yeah. So if you want to watch something that is going to shake your world and disturb you on levels you didn't know could be yeah. disturbed, uh midsummer is that bad i don't know i i tried watching it and i i got to the point where the person was thrown off the ledge oh, well, yeah, and, and i was like mm, i don't think this is it <laughs> to be fair yeah. like when i tried what was it game of thrones it was the, mm-hmm. that interesting of all the bodies. And I was like, you know, this show isn't for me. And I, I've never watched anything past that. The intro? Yeah. Oh, no. I just, I couldn't do it. It was just too much. I can't. I'm a little, I'm a little soft too with that stuff. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why it gets to me. Even when we played Boulder's Gate together, that first little chapter was a little much for me. <laughs> I was like, I don't think I'm ready for chapter three, folks. <laughs> but um, anyway... Let's talk about her behavior, okay? So the behavior of a banshee very much depends on who you ask. So some believe the banshees are hate-filled creatures due to the fact they once had a wonderful human life, and it was met with a tragic demise, and it transformed her into a wailing spirit that warns mortals of death. Few ever... Say these spirits are so hateful. Sorry, I wrote these like five minutes right before because I was trying to fill (laughs) in some info. Um, Some people say that these spirits are so hateful of the life taken from them that their cries are actually them celebrating the death or tragedy of others to come. So this one's a little bit more fiendish, a little bit more dark, a little bit more ominous cries from the more evil ones that are tears of joy that you're about to die yeah so they're like rooting for your demise in a little bit Mm -hmm. they're not causing your death but they're kind of rooting for it now 
On the other hand, some believe banshees to be spirits strongly tied with families that continue to watch over the family after death. So think of like guardian angels or spirit guides is kind of like our more modern terms for it. So these versions of banshees have more connections to traditional Irish folklore and are known to be more kind-hearted spirits. Their keen was softer, more mournful, and allowed others to grieve properly and prepare for what was to come. Of course, the variation of Banshee depends on the time period. More traditional lore leans to the kind, young, youthful appearance of a Banshee, and the more modern sightings lore tell of a wicked hag Banshee that enjoys singing the tragic tale of those souls leaving this plane of existence. That's funny because normally it's the opposite. Like the the longer a story's been around like that, the hotter things get. And <laughs> yeah, this one she started as a bay and it like progressed to like yeah, an into old. a hag. Well, like it's interesting too because originally it was like her like banshee and washerwoman, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just got to a point where I feel that's where the confusion started to kick in. Because she yeah. started being described more as, like, an ugly old hag. And it's like, well, is she washing the clothes or is she just ugly and old? You know what I mean? Yeah. But regardless of which way she leans, the Banshee is known to keep more to herself and is quite wary of mortals. So while roaming the highlands, she will quickly disappear at first sight of humans. And she's also a more solitary fairy and will travel alone along the moonlight. So overall, she, she's just doing her thing you know Mm -hmm. like that's pretty much a banshee and now i'm going to shift over into like a little bit more about them so first thing is what is keen and no not when you take your keys to your ex's car because you found out stuff you shouldn't have found out and it's all coming down no keen or Kaoni is the tradition that dates back to the 8th century. So the idea of wailing and singing as part of funeral rituals has been part of many cultures around the world, from ancient Roman to China and either southern Indian to name a few places. So in Ireland, the traditional Irish poets and storytellers, storytellers, sorry, that was a weird way to say that, aka bards, would sing laminates at funerals. As time went on, the bard was replaced with a keen woman, which would wail and sing for the deceased as the bard prepared something a little bit more structured for later in the funeral. They were pretty... The keen women were pretty much like the organs of the church. <laughs> you know? Like... A quick a distraction. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. I just imagined like a puppet... Like an Irish woman dressed as like a puppet going, and like slowly opening the mouth. The R2-D2 screen. <laughs> wow! I have to make a meme with R2-D2 for this week's episode. <laughs> um, the keen was normally more improvised and used to set a mood of the life which was lost. So yeah, we could get an R2-D2 screen going up there. Um... Keen lasted for centuries, but at the turn of the 20th century, the authentic version of it faded, and it became a rare sight at funeral rituals. Um, I have a link for one. I'll put it in the blog, because I can't remember how long it was or what it sounded like. 
but it's the 1950 version of Keen for a Child Who Passed Away. So if you guys want to check that out, that's where you'll want to check it out. Because I don't know how copyright's going to work on that. <laughs> I don't want to find out. All right. Now, I would have had a better transition for this next part. But your girl forgot. So we're just going to talk about Banshee's connections with a family. All right. It was believed traditionally that Banshees wouldn't just warn everyone of death or tragedy to come. So they're not doing a Mothman thing. They were actually mm. only tied to specific Irish families and lineages and very mm. rare cases outside of that. So they were normally associated with Gaelic families, such as the Milesans or any family with the O or Mick or Mac prefix, such as O'Sullivan or McCarthy. They'd not only warn and mourn over the death of these families, but they were able to with Ireland's five major families as well. So we got like the o O'Grady's, O'Neill's, O'Brien's, O'Connor's, and Cavanagh's. 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 There we go. So family banshees were also believed to have a bit more lore than a typical one. For example, the O'Donnell's family banshee would overlook the sea instead of roaming the highland streams. So this was more like a widow that lost her sailor to sea kind of vibes. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Then there was the O'Neill family banshee, which had her own designated room in the family's castle and would leave a ghostly imprint on her bed when death was near. Well, that's kind of nice of them. Yeah, I like how they kept the room. They're like, nah, nah, that's hers. Yeah, that's that's, uh, that's Beth's room. That's Beth's. She just she just needs a minute. I love the idea of you just like see like the little butt print into the thing. You're like, someone's <laughs> oh, gonna die. Oh boy, who's it going Where's to be? Grandpa. <laughs> I wonder if they took bets. You know, I feel yeah. like if it if I dealt with that like one or two times, the third time I'd be like, can we start like placing bets on people? Like, just <laughs> let's just. Yeah. Try to get some joy out of this. You know what I mean? Like, Jim, I watched you eat lead paint this week. <laughs> That's probably for you. It's like, it's definitely Jimmy this week. He is not yeah. going to last another 30 minutes. I know yeah. it. <laughs> um, ben- Went down to that O'Sara girl's house and she's got, she's got a cough now. So, <laughs> O'Sara got hit with the plague and she's been seeing Jimmy yeah. and woo, just. And the banshee. <laughs> R.I.P. baby boy. Gone too soon. I forgot you had that sound effect. Oh my goodness! It's it's like it's such a great sound effect, and we never really use it. But when we do, it's just so beautiful. <laughs> so, um, banshees were in fact so closely tied with bloodlines that when a family would, uh, immigrate. Would migrate? I wrote that word. A family would migrate. Legends said that the banshee would follow them. And if the banshee Ooh. chose to stay or the family all suffered a tragic murder, oh. she would stay at the family's original estate and mourn over them for leaving. So she's mm. she's a ride or die kind of girl, which I mm. am here for. Um, when the banshee wasn't mourning the death of a family member, there were rare instances it would be over the death of a great leader or a holy person. So, <laughs> Jimmy didn't die. Someone check on the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> They're 
quick. It wasn't anyone. Go to the church. To the church. <laughs> quick. As more modern tales came into the picture, more people would encounter these mournful spirits. Though it seemed that these creatures simply warned everyone of death to come, it is possible that there are just more people part of these bloodlines now, and they just don't know it. Oh. So what I think it is is people will sometimes hear cries and wails and then they'll have a family member die. And I just think they're part of the Banshee bloodline and they really don't realize it. Cause this it makes sense. Brought to you by ancestry.com. <laughs> Get your DNA kit today to find out if you are subject to a Banshee curse. Man, I can see if we could do a sponsor thing with that. <laughs> That's actually a really good. Cursed by a Banshee? Visit. <laughs> What's the other one? Uh, I don't even know. Do people still do it? Do you want to know I if the whales for your dog are because they're from yeah. Ireland? Well, check yeah, out. 23 like me. <laughs> yeah. Is your dog uh, an O'Neill, an O'Grady, an O'Brien, or a Kavanaugh? Find out now. <laughs> We could we could totally we could uh we could start a business that's called like the uh the Banshee check and it's just a DNA test to see if you're related to one of the five major Irish families. Oh, and that's that's all you get from it. That's it. You don't get any more information. It either says yes or no. That'll be two hundred dollars, thank you. Oh, and, and then what we do is we do like an additional fee where you get like two inches of land. From us, from <laughs> yeah. Ireland, yeah. so you can be. Well, we, like, got, we gotta buy to some Irish Brian, land first, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, then if you buy some Irish land, you can put the banshee in the Irish <laughs> land, and you don't gotta worry about it anymore. Break your family curse. <laughs> there you go. It's like we're at alluringancestry.com today. Slash rehoming banshees twenty twenty three. And we will help you connect to your family lineage. <laughs> or dis- or dis- this is great. This is a great episode. This is <laughs> so. Now, um, I didn't black this out, Ryan. Just close your I eyes. I promise. I did not read it. I don't I trust you. It's fine. It's nothing personal. It's just I don't trust me. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> time for time for our favorite section. Uh, it is time for is it science or the church? That's not the sound. Um, so, based off the fact that you said the Banshees would mourn the death of family members or holy leaders, okay, I'm gonna go with the church. Yeah, yes, you you listened. You took notes. You deserve too it. Too easy. Too easy. Too easy. I know. I'm just built different. <laughs> what can I say? He he got some action from Shadowheart, and now his confidence is through the <laughs> through roof. <laughs> I am I'm unstoppable, to be honest with you. That's all it takes. I get it. I, I can't be mad because I understand. All right. Now Shadowheart looked me in the eye. I'm scared. <laughs> I'm like, do you want to talk about it? Is this no. what you want to talk about? <laughs> oh, man. All right. So during the- she said that the stars are beautiful tonight. <laughs> she pour- she poured you a glass of her special wine. 
Yes, she did. Can I tell you, I had a glitch in that game because I went on that same date twice in chapter oh, one. What a blessing. So I got kissed twice because <laughs> she won't do anything else. <laughs> but she did make the moves because I am quite a shy human. <laughs> Riz master. Riz Master. She's a bard class. Anyway, folks. Let's learn about the church. During the time of Banshee lore in Ireland, many believe that Keen helped release the deceased soul from its body, which resulted in Keen become a major part of burial rituals. So we talked about that a little before. And women, typically elderly women, would perform these rituals due to their high respect in the community and their skill. Now, <laughs> Catholic Church wasn't having any of this spiritual non-Jesus nonsense and had two reasons why they discouraged it. The first was because it was a pagan practice and they believed fo- that they believed focused on the physical grief of one's life instead of the happiness that comes in the Christian afterlife. So again, they always had problems with like what can we take from paganism to get more members and what do we just want to get rid of and this is one of the things Mm -hmm. they were like uh no and they just wanted to toss it to the side (laughs) now the next is that they didn't like how these girl bosses were being paid (laughs) many key they were called keeners okay so many of them would accept alcohol as a form of payment for their services of seeing the laminates of the dead but the church saw this as a big no-no and believed accepting this form of payment resulted in God punishing them, which forced the woman to become banshees for all eternity. So, <laughs> uh, sadly, this may have been one of the contributing factors to Keen dying down and becoming almost extinct by the 20th century. Though it isn't commonly heard about today, I did do a deep dive and learn there are a handful of authentic Keen songs recorded from traditional speakers to help keep the beautiful tradition alive. So this is one of the rare instances where I feel like the church really kind of bulldozed it, sadly. But I do like that there are some people keeping it going. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's all. That's all I got for my little segment. Segment. Um, I don't know. I feel like we should pay more people in alcohol, but that's just me. Yeah, that's. Don't tell my boss, but I would take that. <laughs> <laughs> a holiday bonus? Oh, I thought yeah. you meant a bottle of rosé. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and now it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Modern takes with Ryan. Yeah. Uh, Woo. I uh, hear my howlers out there. <laughs> All right. You guys, we have so um, many other sound effects, and he always picks that one. <laughs> and this week, um, I don't have a specific instance of a banshee in pop culture because there are so many. Um, but I kind of wanted to talk about how banshee in modern shows and movies and everything basically just turned into a replacement word for angry ghosts (laughs) and are never actually used as the banshee that you described um so couple couple shows um that did this uh supernatural that everybody knows and loves a charmed teen wolf had a banshee 
Scooby-Doo's had a lot of Banshees. Um, and yeah, but they're always used just interchangeably with like an angry ghost. Um, and I think that's wrong. I think we need more movies with actual Banshees. No, I, you know, I've never thought about that. And that's actually a very good point. It's just become more of a buzzword, I guess. Is yeah. A good way to explain it. Mm-hmm. Even like the game, uh, I love it, but um, Phasmophobia, a banshee is like the angry ghost that like hunts you like faster than any other ghost. When in reality, they're not. That's not what a banshee is at all. Yeah, she wouldn't even chase just you down. Loud. She would just no. She would scream at you. She would just scream at you and disappear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think in Phasmophobia, if I'm not mistaken, Banshee's the one where if you take a photo of it, it like disappears. I could be wrong, but so like that kind of checks out, I guess. But yeah. Um, yeah, but I did see one trailer for a movie. I have not watched it yet, but it was called Cry of the Banshee. That was a 70s movie about a witch coven that gets murdered. But like as they're getting murdered, they like curse the murderers with a banshee curse. And it's like Ooh. about the banshee hunting them down, um, which, again, doesn't sound a lot like a banshee, but I'm going to watch it. Yeah. And I'll report back on next week's alluring fact. <laughs> yeah. No, it's very... Uh, what you were saying earlier, y'all need to get on some of that traditional banshee folklore. Fanfic, backwards titty sucking <laughs> banshees. None of this Scooby Doo Teen Wolf <laughs> crap. All right, over the shoulder. Come over on. The, Okay, let's. I, I, I. Yeah, that's all I got for that. Man, what do we have announcements this week? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> let's get an announcement. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how to respond to any of that. Oh, <laughs> um, yeah, we do. Do you see it? Oh, boy. Um, no. <laughs> but I will. You will. Well, I'll I'll start because I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm first one. All right, uh, it's time for the lore report, um, and this is when we do. We're supposed to do the wolf howl. I don't know. Do you have the owl on your soundboard? There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, during the month of October, um, we will have an alluring hashtag. Art over art over art challenge posted on our Discord, Instagram, and TikTok. So, if you have been wanting to participate in an October art challenge inspired by spooky legends and lore from around the world, go check it out today. Uh, we will be sharing artwork of those who tags us in their creations whenever I get on our social. So, if you're wanting to participate, check it out, and you will get like a shout out, which is pretty cool. Um, we just want to see the things you guys create. Again, when Alluring first started, it was very much like art, pro art, pro artist and stuff. So I like to go back to those roots occasionally. Yeah. And I, I came in, I was just like, Kimmy, no more art. Come on. He like, said, Kimberly, stop yeah. it. He, 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 said, he flipped art? the pencil really? out of my hand, yeah. flipped the table. And then, and no, yeah, no more drawing ever again. <laughs> Except I'll, I'll let you draw once a month in Arttober, and that's it. And you know what? You guys can all participate for me. <laughs> Think of it like 
the art crab, the art cabin, excuse me, the art cabin has been opened. We can all go crafty and Ryan will not throw or toss our pencils or paper oh, or any of that. It's allowed in October. If, unless you don't use hashtag October, then I'm going to get rid of it. Um, <laughs> but a place where I would never, ever touch any of your art because it's so beautiful and a great place to be is our Discord. As Kimmy mentioned, um, our Discord's growing, and it's a little popping. And if you want to participate in the Alluring Arttober Art Challenge, or if you just want to share some cryptid folklore, uh, just anything. You, if you just want to like talk to us, if you're like, man, I really wish I could talk to Kimmy and Ryan, we're in there. We're yeah. just sitting there, waiting. We're, just, we're we're we're. It's open while we play Boulder's Gate, uh-huh. y'all. So just- it is. It's literally I'm on Discord 90% of the day. Um, anyway, so we got bi-monthly episode art prompts, sneak peeks of merch. Sometimes I'll post memes in there while we're recording live just to confuse people. Because they're like, what is this referring to? And you could be in the loop. Um, plus, it's just a fun little community of uh, like-minded individuals who enjoy stuff. And one of these days, we're going to bring back that horror podcast that we started. Um because I absolutely hated everything we did with it. But we came up with some good ideas to make it better, and we're going to work on that. Yes. Uh, direct link to our Discord can be found at alluring.com slash links, or just ask us on social media, how do I join Discord? And we'll send you a link. Yes, and I, I promise, Ryan, you're, I want to be watching the thing you sent me One Friday. of these days. <laughs> Friday, okay. So we can... We, we will get back, y'all. We again. You will know firsthand if you join yeah. that Discord channel. So get on it. And then, uh, last major update: we got some more candles in the shop. So when this episode is public to everyone, <laughs> that's gonna be in there. Um, so apparently, that was the right ad for this week's episode. And I just, oh. <laughs> I just everywhere today. It's fine. Uh, everyone, YouTube is great. This is great. Kimmy's on three brain cells. Everything's great. Um, I did create some more candles with the creator of Column and Ivy for some of my art shows recently. And you know what? Now that that's kind of dying down, I have a few left over. And your girl is too tired to do any more art shows. So means they are live in our shop. Um, and again, this is a very limited run. I know this This is going to kill me to say, and I don't need to hear it from you right now, Ryan, but the candles Ryan made were the most popular. So I think I only have like one of his left, and I, I have like... <laughs> smell through the mic. <sighs> Gets good stuff. <laughs> so um, I think there's only one of his left right now. And then there's like four of the folklore and four of the other one left. Anyway, limited run. Go check it out. You can go snag yours and then you'll get it in like a week, which is quite lovely. Uh, go to oloryshop.com today. Get your hand on some candles, some, some limited candles before the holiday season and stuff. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. And now for just the most obvious um, <laughs> morning alignment chart. Put your guesses in now. Whoa! Whoa, there we go. Jimmy. 
There we go. Lawful good. Yeah. Please explain. Because she has her rules she follows and she doesn't murder uh-huh. anyone. That's fair. Okay, you know, actually this one. So I went off of my preconceived notion that I got from pop culture which is them being like murderous monsters yes but i still put them not chaotic or lawful because um i didn't know i just knew they were evil in every (laughs) movie i've ever seen but now having heard the truth of the banshee i will say unrelated to um let me let me go back a few slides um unrelated to this image um i will put them at lawful good as well (laughs) Okay. See, that's I Or I, not even lawful good. I'm just gonna put them good. Okay. I was like, wow, you're really because I don't think they got any like rules they follow. They just Yeah, no, she follows rules. She only she only does it if someone's going to die or something tragic happens. She's not just like yodeling to the wind, you know what I mean? That's fair. Alright, well I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with just neutral good. Um, just to be contrarian. I just, um, it just fills my heart with such joy when I see you slowly move over more and more. This is unrelated to how they look, though, and just related to the actual description. Because, as I said, in pop culture, they're generally evil. But, you know, that's not fair to them. Um, yeah, well, there's not a lot of hot banshees in pop culture. I do want to bring that up. Because that would make me agree with you more. You know what I mean? But yeah. I don't know. Banshees, they're, they're pretty, they're pretty, pretty spicy. You know? Um, I take nasty. what you just said. <laughs> and please hold. Um, <laughs> I raise you. Wait, where's my... There it is. I know exactly. He's going through the slides right now. For all our audio listeners. Nope, nope that's not what I'm doing. He's... The Scooby-Doo Banshee. Oh, okay. She is lawful good. And nothing can convince me otherwise. But, I will say, um, same Banshee, same movie. So, uh, lawful good. Yeah, yeah, I can work <laughs> with that. Yeah, we can make it work. I can make it work. Yeah. You only ever see her at night, you know? So, like, that's also... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as long as she has an over-the-shoulder titty, I think that I can I can work with her. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't show that part in, uh, <laughs> Scoob- in Scooby-Doo. They cut it out. Right. That's why you just see the head up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. What is, what is your takeaway from this episode? Um, the throat good of 2023 <laughs> is the Banshees of Northern Ireland. <laughs> Those Southern Ireland banshees ain't got nothing on them. <laughs> There's so many from this episode. There's so many takeaways. Um, I'm just going to do the uh, don't cat call women, especially banshees. I feel like that's a good one. I feel that's, that's, a, a, that's a really good one. <laughs> it's, fair. it's fair. Oh, my goodness. OK, let's let's get out of here. This is thank you all just oh so much for listening. This has been alluring. Um, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you in the next episode if I remember to record because I'm going to be playing Baldur's Gate. Okay, <laughs> love you. Bye. Bye. Can you end on your wailing sound?
And that's all for this episode of Alluring. Thank you for taking a seat around the campfire and listening. If you want more Alluring, go check out our website, Alluring.com. That's A-L-O-R-E-I-N-G.com. You can also find us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Discord. If you have any questions, folklore, cryptid sightings, or urban legend you would like us to discuss, email us at alluring at gmail.com. If you like this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way to help support us and spread the word. Special thanks to Lane Hammonds for our music. If you'd like to show your support and have access to bonus content not posted anywhere else, visit our Patreon page today at patreon.com slash and help us keep the firewood burning. Bye-bye now.